You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Listen live on 98.7 or 98.3 FM or stream live from rwpfm.com.au. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. When Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull came into office, he announced that he wanted Australia to be a nation of innovators. The innovation nation. Innovation nation. And uh, we've talked about this a little bit on the program and we couldn't sort of see a lot that was being done about this in the way of really tangible results and a government program to support that plan. But at the end of January 2018, a big report was released by the Department of Industry, Innovation and Science. It's called Australia 2030, Prosperity Through Innovation, a plan for Australia to thrive in the global innovation race. Just to read you a little bit from the opening blurb of this, Australians now live much longer, healthier and more fulfilling lives and Australia has some of the highest standards of living in the world thanks in large parts to technological progress. The benefits that innovation has brought to our lives are all around us in the quality of life that Australians enjoy and the meaningful work we undertake. This is why innovation continues to be critical for Australia's future and why this plan is ultimately a plan for the sort of society and economy all Australians can aspire to create for themselves and their children by 2030. So it's only 13 years away. Mm-hmm. I guess some of the key things that this is saying is that Australia has actually been very good at research, but not so good at developing mm-hmm. the products of research. They've sort of gone overseas quite often. Um, and there's a celebrated example of solar panels. I think they were developed by an Australian Chinese student. He made some big breakthroughs in manufacturing solar panels and the technology behind that. This is some years ago. And he just couldn't get the industry support yeah. after he'd done all that research in Australia. He wound up taking it to China, where it's now, if not the, the world's biggest, one of the world's biggest manufacturers yeah. of solar panels. So that was kind of a, a classic example. I mean, another example of where we, we've kept benefiting from a research breakthrough was the development of Wi-Fi technology. It was a CSIRO. It was originally developed for radio astronomy purposes. Mm. And then they found that that could be used for uh, transmitting data around on local networks. And the rest is history. And Australia does earn hundreds of millions of dollars in royalty from big tech companies, Apple, Microsoft, all the others, Google, mm-hmm. because of that technology. So there are some examples of where we've been rewarded for the research, but quite a few examples, unfortunately, of where the development that should have followed in Australia has wound up going overseas. And there's a variety of reasons for that. I mean, high labour cost is one, but also a lack of programs and parameters, if you like, from the federal government and from governments generally and state as well to actually nurture and support that. I mean, one of the things about Israel is a great place for developing technology because I think the Israeli government matches dollar for dollar private uh, companies investing in in research. Yeah, And here it is a huge problem with the exodus of talent. Someone looking for a job locally might be paid a certain amount but could get double or sometimes triple that if they head across to the states or elsewhere so we do have talent that that is educated here but then we don't necessarily have that that backup support through the business or government work that uh, will allow them to stay on shore and there are some people that that prefer to live here but then there's plenty of others that are seeking that higher paycheck and they'll happily travel and they've got genuine passion for what they're doing and they if they want to continue with it beyond the university days they need to go overseas unfortunately silicon valley i mean you want to be you know, part of it where the innovation is happening. Mm. So it does make sense to travel over there and work if you're really that passionate about it. Mm. It would be great if we had something like that here, our own little Silicon Valley, which the tech companies, the hubs, you know, I know that Lassian was looking at doing something like that or trying to develop that, mm. but it appears we are years, potentially even decades behind at this stage. So there's a few things that are being highlighted. Obviously, education's important. It also relates to the 
sort of future for work because the nature of work is changing so rapidly that, that you, really, you need yeah. to really, yeah, exactly. And you need to um, future-proof your, your career if, as much as possible if you can. And, and that goes back to education. So education is highlighted in this report from the Department of Industry. They say that uh, we need to respond to the changing nature of work by equipping all Australians with skills relevant to 2030. As far as industry is concerned, we need to ensure Australia's ongoing prosperity by stimulating high-growth firms and raising productivity. As far as government's concerned, become a catalyst for innovation and be recognised as a global leader in innovative service delivery. And as far as research and development, improve R&D effectiveness by increasing translation and commercialisation of research and enhance the national culture of innovation by launching the ambitious national missions. It's kind of stuff that we've heard a bit about already. There are some key things that are mentioned in this. Look, it's great that there is a roadmap for the action, but it then needs to be you know, followed. It needs to be these recommendations or suggestions need to be implemented so that then there is that support framework. So government assistance in this area, science and technology type nation, as long as that's there, supported by the government, I think we've got a bit of a chance, but without any support, it's just going to fall flat and it's just another report, taxpayers' dollars gone into, uh, you know, hypotheticals basically. Yeah, that's right. So Australia 2030, prosperity through innovation. One of the recommendations is that governments contribute to the effective functioning of Australia's innovation system. This includes actions to regulate and shape the system more effectively, actions to be a stronger customer and catalyst for innovation in the system and investments that support critical enabling activities that would not occur at all or as effectively without government support. The aim of the 2030 plan is to use strategic activity and investment by governments to trigger significant increases in funding for R&D from other sources. Government investment in R&D is projected to rise modestly from 0.62% to approximately 0.69% of GDP by 2030, while business investments projected to rise from 1% to approximately 1.7% of GDP. And one of the things that, that, that some of the critics of how far we're advanced towards becoming an innovation nation, in the OECD rankings, we're well down, we're below New Zealand, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. New Zealand's doing very well. They've got a, a, a lot of systems and uh, policies in place now that are encouraging exporters and mm-hmm. encouraging technology businesses. They've really cut a lot of red tape out of that country, and uh, it's you just look at its share market, it's booming at the moment. There's, they've got a very strong economy in New Zealand, significantly stronger than Australians. They've got very little debt. So there are lessons that we can learn from New Zealand, but in the OECD rankings of the kind of the fruits of innovation, we're, we're below New Zealand. In fact, we're one of the lowest in the OECD. Mm. So these are clarion calls for us to pull our finger out and get a few things happening. As far as research and development is concerned, collaboration could be increased by introducing a collaboration premium in the research and development tax incentive program. Institutional support for commercialization could be increased by establishing a dedicated stream of funding for translational activities. Maintaining Australia's high quality research will require continued investment in national research infrastructure, commencing with the nation's high performance computing facilities. Make the most of available research talent would be facilitated by promoting greater diversity in the research and innovation workforce. So it could be immigration policies, changes that are needed there, and growing momentum in Australian venture capital would be supported by taking measured and consultative approaches to any intervention. And culturally, and I think this is quite an important, a genomics and precision medicine national mission would be an ideal first mission delivering health and innovation benefits for all Australians, ensuring Australians' national missions are effective and can be achieved through the development of a robust framework to identify and implement missions. This is all part of the 2030 plan to make Australia a more prosperous place by the year 2030. We've only got 13 years to do it, so some pretty big changes required between now and then. 
Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.